Hello and welcome to Fridays at Home, the podcast on a mission to help you create a home, business, and lifestyle that aligns with your most authentic self. I am your host, Bamay, but since we're becoming friends, you can go right ahead and call me B. I really hope you are as excited as I am to be here. Before we get started, let's take care of some housekeeping. One, click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Two, grab your favorite drink. It's Fridays at home. Three, sit back and prepare to be challenged to live your best life. Welcome to another episode, Hannah. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. You're going to love this episode. We are going deep. We are going to be talking about your habits and how your habits can and should be the focus when you are designing or creating your habitat. How cool is that? Your habits form your habitat. Yeah, that's something that I've always put at the forefront of my mind every time I'm working with a client. Some clients When I start asking them some of these questions, I really find it a bit awkward. But after a couple of glasses of Prosecco and, you know, warming them up a little bit, they start opening up and understanding why I'm asking such personal questions, okay? And this is why. Because I 100% believe that there is no way you should be designing a home with someone who does not know what your habits are, okay? The person you're working with to design this dream home for you should know you like, honestly, should know you like the back of their hands, all right? So here's my stance. I am going to teach you and I'm going to share with you why it's important for you to focus on understanding your habits before designing your habitat, okay? I'm going to keep using the word habitat because our homes are our habitats or your home should be your habitat, okay? Your home is a place where you should walk in and every single room you enter should clearly represent and reflect your habits, all right? Whether they're good or bad, <laughs> that's, that's up to you, but your home should 100% resemble the person who lives in that home, okay? So this is why, like, for instance, your kid's bedroom could have a different personality to your living room. That is absolutely fine because we're not designing a display home here, all right? It is not supposed to appeal to everyone. It is supposed to represent who you are, okay? Right, so this is what we're talking about today. Hopefully, by the end of this episode, you will be able to realize how important it is for you to know what your habits are and how you can add them into your home design to make your life simple. All right, so having your habits reflected in your home is not only an aesthetic thing. This is one thing I want to clarify. The reason why it's important to use your habits as a foundation to create your habitat is because they will make the flow of your home make sense to you, okay? Now, I'm going to give you an example. With Hubby Working FIFO, when I started designing our home, I made sure that the laundry 
was right next to the garage entry. Okay, so you open the door and you get into a mud room slash laundry. All right, it was very important for us because, you know, red dirt and coming home, none of the stuff should go make its way into our home, basically. So Hubby usually parks the car in the garage and by the time he's walking through the house, he's in his boxes and he's vest and his clothes from work are straight in the washing machine to make sure that no dirt comes in through the home. Okay, so it's something that he believes has simplified his life for him because usually he'd have to kind of find a way to tiptoe around and then the kids are running and giving him a hug, but he's dirty and he just feels yucky. So by having a little pause moment before opening the door to come home, allows him to transition as well into his different, his next role, which is daddy and husband, right? So as you can see, by focusing on a ritual or a habit that my husband has in coming home from work, we are able to actually improve the arrival or enhance his arrival, right? And also simplify his transition from work mode to daddy and husband. Do you see the psychology there? I really hope that you can. So anyway, that was just one example to just show you how important it is. So what I'm going to do is give you steps you should take in creating the same flow in your home. What can you do? All right. It's all fan well be that you're telling us all these things, but listen, I'm already in the middle of a build or I already have a home. How can I actually arrange my home so it works? Okay. So here we go. Number one, the most important thing is for you to identify your habits or a ritual that is an everyday thing in your home, right? So I've already told you one of mine. So you need to take time to literally sit down and think about the habits in each room in your house, okay? For instance, I'll give you an example. I want you to consider activities such as cooking, exercising, reading, sleeping, waking up in the morning, okay? So if you imagine yourself in your bedroom right now, what is the first thing you do when you wake up? All right, so the question should be, do you wake up pretty early? Do you need to be up very early when the sun rises? Or do you work late at night and you need to sleep in a bit longer in the morning? All right, that is a habit and that is a ritual. That is something that you cannot change. It is your life. It is what it is, right? So if you're at a stage where you're designing your home, then it probably would make sense for you to have your bedroom on like the Western side of your home, right? Because that way it means if you're going to work nighttime and then need to sleep during the day, having your home the westerly side would mean that you won't get affected by sunrise early in the morning, right? So that's an example of thinking about how you wake up and what your habits are and what your rituals are. And then it influences where to place a space in your room. Another example in identifying your habits could be how you cook. For instance, our kitchen, I designed it in a way that it's facing my living room TV. Okay. So, <laughs> hey girl, I'm always cooking and I love cooking, but I also like watching my real housewives of something. Okay. And that is my me time. So I made sure that I'm in the kitchen and I'm chopping and I'm doing all those things, but the TV is like in a location where I can watch it. All right. My kids know, my husband know, if mommy's whooping up a good meal, 
let her just have a glass of wine while she cooks and she's watching her show. All right. So for me, that's my habit. That's my me time. So when I cook, I love watching TV and I like cooking on my own, <laughs> which is again, a bit selfish, but I don't care. It's me time, right? So by being honest with this is my ritual, this is my habit, you are able to design spaces better. So number one, identify your habits. We can get into more detail. I think maybe I could even do a separate episode where I give you like examples of what kind of habits or rituals you could have and how you could design your spaces to suit. I'll put that down for another episode. Number two, what you need to do is to think about the functional layout, okay? So design your home's layout to accommodate your habit. Again, going back to the example I gave you, which is my laundry being next to the garage. Arrange spaces in a way that flows naturally and makes it easy to move between the different areas, okay? Again, same thing like what I was saying with being in the kitchen. If you go, okay, you love cooking. So that means your kitchen should be designed in a way that will make it easy for you to have utensils and spices and ingredients, right? One of the biggest upgrades that a lot of my clients do in their kitchen spaces who love cooking is by having a little 180 millimeter high drawer underneath the hot plate or next to the hot plate, which then has a spice rack, right? You know those cute little drawers with all the spice racks that you just pull this side? So a couple of my clients would go right hand is spoons, left hand is spices. How awesome is that? So those kind of things make life easy for you. The third consideration in designing a habitat that works for your habits is thinking about dedicated spaces, okay? Allocating specific areas in your home for activities that are important to you. All right, so for instance, I've decided to convert our guest bedroom, sorry guests, sorry family, <laughs> but I've now converted it into a designated podcasting room in our home because I am going to be doing this for a while and I don't want to always have to leave home to record an episode for you. All right. So I made sure that my podcasting room has a comfortable chair. I've got good lighting. We also use this room as sort of like a homework type of room for the girls because they think that it's cute to stay here to come into my home office and play school when I'm not in here. Anyway, so having a dedicated space for a habit is really good. Another good one is if you love reading, and I love reading, I have a cozy armchair in my living room that is dedicated to me sitting there. It's near the window. A lot of sun comes through and I just sit there and I read. That's my reading corner, okay? Sometimes I move it to in front of the fire at night when it's cold, but if I'm on that chair, I am reading. So dedicated spaces are important to simplifying your life and making sure that your habits are reflected in your habitat. Fourth thing you may want to consider is storage solutions, okay? This is a big one. Again, if your habit is let's say you enjoy surfing, all right? So it means you've got surfboards and let's say you live in an area that's near the ocean, all right? That is something that you're going to be doing all the time. That is going to become a ritual. It's going to become something you do. It's a habit. So your habitat should support your habit by having an area to store all your surfing stuff, okay? To store all your surfing things. 
I've had a client in the past who was a big surfer and they could only fit a double car garage in this space, in their home, right? So what we had to do was find a way to be able to park one car in the garage and another car outside in the driveway and then convert half the garage into a surf zone, all right? So his wife was like, listen, I don't want wet stuff in the house. I don't want, which is fair, sand, da, 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 da. So we needed to have an access gate or an entrance into this garage surf zone area directly from the street because he would walk down to the beach and make sure that there was everything he needed when he comes into the garage, including an outdoor shower on his way (laughs) to getting into the laundry door from the outside. Does that make sense? So it was important to have a lot of storage. He didn't have just one board. He had a lot of boards. He's into ocean and surfing and kite surfing, all sorts of water sports. So it was important that his habitat supported his habit. Okay. There's no way you're going to build a new home or move into a new home. And then, oh, so now what happens to my habit? Do I have to quit my hobby? (laughs) Like that is the worst case scenario, right? So number four is think about your habit and think about storage. Even if it's as simple as if you like sewing, if you've got a sewing machine, you're going to have a lot of fabric. You need a table, you need space. So think about storage space for all these things that form your habit. Okay. The fifth thing I want you to consider is lighting. All right, lighting, lighting, lighting is very important. Again, you could have a home office and you do a lot of, I don't know, social media reels, photography, video. It's very important that you think about the room that you're going to select as your home office and whether or not you need natural light or you need it to be dark. If you're a photographer, you might want a dark room. So natural light might not be good. So all those things are important. Lighting plays a big role in your habitat. Okay. Lighting can affect your mood instantly. You know, you're trying to get it on and be all romantic. For me, light a candle. My husband knows light a candle and I'm I'm ready to go. So (laughs) do you know what I mean? So lighting plays a big mood. I don't even use like Like in our living room in the evening when it's time to wind down and I want the kids to relax and everybody to relax, I just use a side lamp. If it's winter, like right now it's winter, I just switch on the fire. And my God, the beautiful glow we get, light a candle, it smells good, it's relaxing. You just know immediately that it's time to relax, right? So lighting is very important. But if you go into my home office, I've got the brightest daylight. I said to my husband, I need the brightest bulb in the world because I want it to be bright in there, not warm and cozy. No, I need it to be bright. So it's like work time. So lighting is very important. Lastly, I want you to think about your personality. Okay. This is where it's called personalization. All right. So habits like hobbies or rituals, like say you like collecting artwork or your photographer or you like collecting antique pieces and vintage pieces and all that stuff. Think about how you can infuse these personal touches in your home so that when somebody walks in, immediately they see, oh, all right, you're an art collector. You know, why wouldn't you? Again, like I said, your habitat should be formed from your habits, okay? You don't want to walk into your home and feel like you're just airbnb there for a little bit. I mean, even Airbnbs these days have so much character, right? So 
Personalization is very important. All right. So think about what it is. What are the things that mean a lot to you? What is it that someone walks in and someone goes, yep, I know who's been here. All right. My kids call my vibe in our home Afroboho because when you walk in, I've got woven baskets that my late grandma, may her soul rest in peace, gave to my mom. And these are hand woven traditional baskets from Botswana. And you will find them on my dining table. You'll find them in my kitchen. You will feel a sense of who I am and the roots I come from when you walk into my home. All right. And that's important because that's what makes it home, right? Oh, I did say that was the last one, but I lied. This is the last one. The last, last, last point you should consider is technology integration. All right. Technology is important these days, guys. Like it or not, I try to fight it. I'm a slow girl, slow life kind of girl, but it is what it is. Okay. Technology can be very helpful. And if your habits need technology, it's very important to start thinking about it even before you build your house. Okay. Yes, you can do it later, but honestly, it gets very, very expensive. Okay. In reflection, I guess in my own life, even though I wouldn't consider myself a high tech person, I would die if anybody called me a high tech person because I actually (laughs) try to run away from technology. But look at me now recording a podcast. It is what it is. Okay. Don't judge. Anyway, in our home, I guess hubby is big on technology, but not big, big, big. You know what I mean? Like maybe he could have been big, big, big on technology if he wasn't with me, but still he's the tech guy here. And one thing that I did appreciate that he did or made sure we include when I was designing our home was thinking about the times that we are away from home. Most of my family being in Botswana and my other sister and my brother-in-law and their son in America, and then my in-laws and my husband's family, that side of the family is in Kenya. Chances are we are going to be traveling a lot. Not chances are, we travel a lot. So one thing that my husband said was very important for us to do was incorporate technology in terms of security cameras and security alarm in that sense. Because when we are away, our home is monitored by the security company and we can actually look at the app wherever we are in the world and, you know, check what's going on at home. We can see the cameras, everything is going, all right? So that actually supports our habits because we travel back home. I always say home. And then my kids go, but we're home. I'm like, listen, we are a global family. The world is a global village, okay? Home is anywhere. Anyway, every time we go back home, my parents' home, my birth home, it simplifies our life because then we don't have to stop our habit or our ritual or our tradition because we're worried about who's going to take care of this home when we are away, right? And that is it. How did you find that? I really hope that's given you a little bit of an aha moment and given you an opportunity to think about why it is important to consider your habits when designing your habitat. Till next time, I look forward to seeing your comments, rate the show, tell me what you liked about this episode and tell me what else you'd like to hear. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Fridays at Home. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and found inspiration to create a home, business and lifestyle that truly aligns with your most authentic self. 
And if you did, please leave me a comment, share this episode with a friend, repost on socials, and give me a rating so that I know that you enjoyed the show. If you want to hear more from me, make sure that you click that subscribe button just in case you forgot. I don't want you to miss next week's episode. It's going to be jam-packed with practical tips and inspiring stories from our guests and myself. So goodbye for now, but I know I will see you next week. Don't forget to tune in to another episode of Fridays at Home.